the way the mur- the murder was investigated at the start as a potential murder suicide uh and and now the the, the lack of resources uh it, to me it's concerning that's Kevin Donovan, a journalist with the Toronto Star, speaking about his ongoing investigation into the unsolved murders of Barry and Honey Sherman. Three and a half years have passed now since their bodies were discovered in their Toronto home. They'd been posed in a macabre position, tied to the railing of their basement swimming pool. The mysterious deaths of the Canadian Jewish billionaire couple shocked the country, and especially the Jewish community, where they'd been influential and donated millions over the years. Toronto police have said they have a theory of who the killer or killers are, but it's been Toronto journalist Kevin Donovan's research that has led to major revelations about what the public knows about the Shermans these past few years. This is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. I'm Ellen Besner. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. After Barry and Honey Sherman were killed on the first day of Hanukkah in 2017, their bodies lay undiscovered until a real estate agent who was showing their Toronto house to prospective clients stumbled across the horrifying scene in the indoor pool area. The couple had met Wednesday evening in Barry's office inside the headquarters of Apotex, the Canadian generic drug manufacturing empire he'd founded in 1974. Sherman was the 12th richest man in Canada, worth at the time about $4 billion personally, although he was notoriously frugal, driving old cars, and preferring to give the money away. Coming up, author and journalist Kevin Donovan tells us why he spent years researching the open case and his latest discoveries. But first, here's what's making news now in Canada. Toronto police have charged a rabbi after red paint was poured on the steps of the Israeli consulate in downtown Toronto. The protest happened Friday morning, hours after a ceasefire went into effect between Israel and Hamas. Organizers, including independent Jewish voices, wanted to symbolize Palestinian blood being spilled in the recent conflict. 69-year-old David Mivasser of Hamilton has been charged with mischief under $5,000. In other news, the Association of Canadian Jewish Studies has named Toronto historian Franklin Bialystok the winner of the Louis Rosenberg Award. Bialystok received the award for his lifetime of scholarly work into Canada's Jewish history. And speaking of awards, Drake has won the Billboard Artist of the Decade Award. The Toronto-born musician accepted the award Sunday night during a ceremony in Los Angeles. His mother, Sandy Graham, was also there, maybe to keep an eye on her grandson, Drake's three-year-old son, Adonis. Drake even brought his son on stage with him at the award ceremony, and he dedicated the award to him. But Adonis seemed a little overwhelmed by all the noise and the lights, and he burst into tears and then wrapped his arms around Champagne Pappy's legs. We turn to that murder mystery that has gripped Canada. Tonight, the mystery deepening behind the double homicide of one of the world's richest... When news that Barry and Honey Sherman's bodies had been discovered trickled out on Friday, December 15, 2017, police first reported that it looked like a murder-suicide. But the Sherman's four children and other family and friends refused to believe it, and the family ordered a second private autopsy. Eventually, it was Kevin Donovan's reporting for the Toronto Star that confirmed it was indeed a double murder. Donovan's been going to court regularly on behalf of the Star to try to get the judge to order Toronto police to unseal reams of documents, especially search warrants, that would reveal what the ongoing investigation looks like. His latest success came last week, and he joins me now. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me on. 
So the latest information that came out of the court documents show that the the detectives have gone to a second international country. They've also had some new information from previously interviewed uh, witnesses at, in the generic term. Do you know who those three are? I have a hunch who they are, but but uh, yeah, I have not reported on it in the Star, so, so that means I'm not entirely sure. I do know that the three witnesses, and, and you're right to flag the word witness, we think of a witness as somebody who saw something. A witness is is anybody uh, who has information for police. They just use that generic term. Uh, what happened is la- between last November and February of this year, three individuals uh, who had been interviewed in the early days uh, emailed police and uh, and then provided information uh, either by email or in one case uh, a hard copy was sent to the police. Uh, they've not been re-interviewed, which I find interesting. Um, and you raise a good point about the the international aspect of it. Last uh, fall, police went to one jurisdiction. Turns out they didn't find what they were looking for, and now they've gone to another. Uh, police won't say what the jurisdictions are, but they will say that those two jurisdictions are, and they're different jurisdictions, are one of 35 uh, countries that have a certain type of legal uh, treaty with Canada, and so they range from uh, you know Israel to China, the United States, uh, uh, and uh, I think the police should be able to tell us what that country is, uh, but so far they're not. I got the impression from the book that right after the murders and in the early parts of the investigation, uh, family members and others connected to the Shermans felt that they might also be in danger. And some people hired extra security. Is that still the case? It's certainly the case that they that people have said that they are in danger. Uh, Jonathan uh, Sherman, uh, the son uh, who I've interviewed, uh, he has a team of security guards that, that uh, follow him uh, everywhere. Uh, certainly at his 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 compound, and uh, uh, the other members of the family, uh, uh, the the other siblings, the three sisters. Uh, at least one of them has uh, security, uh, and I know that for a fact. The others, I'm not sure. Uh, Aunt Mary uh, had security, doesn't anymore. Uh, Jack Kay, who was uh, a Barry's second-in-command, very close friend, had security until the day he was walked out the door. Uh, he no longer has uh, has security. Uh, so, yeah, so there's there, and there certainly are people who said that they are concerned. Jonathan has told me that he is concerned. He's told me that the things that he's he's discovered make him very, very nervous uh, uh, for his safety. Now, there's one police officer doing this full time, as you've said, with some help from his supervisor. How does that look to the community and the family? Well, I, I mean, there's two ways to look at that. Uh, I, I've written a full story about that because I, I think it is really, really important. And and Detective Constable Yim, 15-year uh, police officer, uh, I think he is, is good at his job, but I put it to him on the witness stand, would you like some help? And, and he, he said, well, help is, would always be helpful, but I'm okay right now. I think there are there's there's you know, between sixty and ninety murders in Toronto a year, and this has been three and a half years. And it is understandable that the resources uh, would have to be cut back. 
I think they should have uh, at least a second officer working full time on this. Uh, Constable Yim, uh, although he has done some interviews, I don't think that's his his primary uh, uh, ability. I think he's somebody who analyzes the data and prepares search warrants. I think we may learn one day that there's a reason for this, that that police, uh, um, their theory, they've said they have a theory that they're just trying to, to get this one piece of information and and this is just the best way to get it and they think they're going to get it. Uh, I, I think we may learn that, uh, but from the outside looking in, it doesn't look great that this uh, high profile uh, murder, uh, two you know, very well-known uh, people important to the community, uh, the way the, mur- the murder was investigated at the start as a potential murder-suicide uh, and and now the, the the lack of resources uh, to me it's concerning but there are other murders that that uh, that de- deserve attention as well and what has your relationship been since you started doing this with the Jewish community especially uh, in Toronto what have you learned from from all your meetings with everybody about this case they've been very positive I, I haven't had anybody say, uh, you know, stop doing what you're doing. Uh, I keep in very close contact with, with really close friends of the Shermans. And, and you know, I've learned a lot from them. They're, they're all just super nice people. And I often talk uh, about my experiences with my wife, who's, uh, who's quite interested in this case. And, and what I often talk about is just the, the interesting lives that all these people have and how upset they are uh, that the case is unsolved and that they miss uh, Barry and Honey. I never knew Barry and Honey. I really like, grew to like them through the reporting, and I hope that shows in the book. Uh, they've, I think, a lot of media and people in uh, the commu- various communities have have not treated them very well by talking of them. I mean, you know, I'll get people who call up and say, "Oh, they're just terrible," and I, and I don't believe that's the case. I think they're eccentric. I think they knew how to drive a hard bargain, and uh, I think they're nice people. All right. So finally, um, you know, what are we expecting? You said you're going to have a decision maybe in the next week or so from the uh, hearing you were with uh, on Friday. That's your next steps, and waiting for the Supreme Court decision on the on the estate, right? Yeah, and the Supreme Court. Uh, it's now uh, we argued that case last October. It's been quite a while. Uh, I don't think they'll, it'll go an entire year, uh, but looking at the Supreme Court docket and trying to get a sense of how they, they rule, it's, I feel it could be coming up in a couple of months. Uh, so first the, the, the search warrant uh, request, uh, and then the Supreme Court, and then uh, other uh, elements of the story that I'm uh, pursuing. And we'll you know, write about, uh, you know, each time I can prove something, I, I write about it. All right, Kevin, thank you so much for sharing this with us today. Thanks for having me on. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. I'm Ellen Besner, and you can reach me at ebesner at thecjn.ca. I should tell you that our sponsor, Metropia, is married to Senator Linda Frum, And she was close friends with the Shermans, and she appears in Kevin Donovan's book, The Billionaire Murders. But they were not involved in any way with the making of this episode of the CJN Daily. And we'll end the episode with Drake's billboard speech, and then you can hear when he stops and picks up his son for a hug. To my beautiful family 
And to you, I want to dedicate this one to you. <laughs>